leftovers. Or the DMV. Or house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello everybody and welcome back. Thank you very much for joining me. Changes are afoot here at BBR and over the next few weeks as the seasons change, myself and Matt will be making big changes in our lives too. The universe has plans for us all and I'll keep you informed as to mine when the time's right. Meanwhile, the reports are still coming in strong so tonight I'd like to share a number of them with you. Our first report is titled A Beast Behind the Gate. I don't know what that is. Now, I received a report through Facebook Messenger and sadly the person didn't give me a location or a date for this experience. All I know is that it happened in the UK and if you're out there and you read this, please get in touch. They said, as a child, I had a really strange experience that I've never understood. I was walking to my grand's home. I thought about this today, actually, and that's why I contacted you. I was about six years old at the time. I remember leaving mum's house to walk up a straight road. It was about 5.30pm. I think it was winter as it was dark. And there were some cars on the side of the road that were parked up. But in the distance, just as the road bends around, I looked up and I saw a huge figure just standing there. Standing up suddenly from behind the gate. It wasn't standing erect like a human. It was hunched over a tad. And I stood and I thought, oh... I was really afraid. What is that? Now, for a split second, I was going to continue to walk past it, but I just halted. I was frozen to the spot, and the image of this figure just dropped down behind the gate. I would describe it as hunching back down. I thought, nope, I don't know what that is, and I'm not going near it, and I just ran back home. I was really afraid. The event left my mind for many years. But it came back to me today, seeing the book that you wrote. I never knew what it was, but I was way too young to let it affect me. I remember telling my father and my uncles, and they went down to see what it was, but it had gone. It was really scary for a young child to be see on a dark and murky night, just this weird image appearing behind the gate and then slinking back down again. Now, it was only last year when I spoke to our next witness, and the event I'm about to explain was so harrowing for her that she packed up her family and moved from a beautiful coastal spot, and she now lives in the town. A series of strange clicks, spring of 2021. Our witness said, I should start by saying, although I have had many paranormal experiences throughout my life, I always try to rationalise and debunk them, and I would say that I deal in fact. 
I've lived rurally all my life. I've camped and hiked for over 20 years. I've had plenty of creepy experiences, but none compared to my experiences a few weeks ago when I visited the woods. I've locked all the doors because of this event and I've locked up all the rooms. The woods have not been the same for me since this happened. I'd argued with my partner and I left to go for a walk to calm down. We live in a very rural area. It's heavily wooded, extremely steep, and it's made up mostly of old woodlands that can't be felled due to preservation laws. It's a lonely place on its own along the coast, and it's basically way too steep for anyone or anything to climb it. The land is beautiful, filled with streams and caves and rocks. I love the woods, the solitude of them. It always made me happy and calm, like everything will be okay. It's my go-to place with my dog. I love this area. I've taken so many walks here over the years. I know it like I know my own hand. I've camped on Dartmoor and Exmoor and I've even hunted for the beast. I taught my children how to survive in the woods and I passed on all the things that I know. Now, I cannot do that. The woods have a different feel to me. I should explain that my dog will never leave my side she has some severe separation issues. So if I leave, she leaves with me. Whatever she can do to get at me, she will. And I cannot stress that enough. This night, I walked off to chill out, intending to take the dog. And I expected her to follow me as usual. But she wouldn't come. This is a dog who has physically injured herself to get through a gate, etc. to get to me. But that night, she stayed at the gate whining. I have to say, at that point, I was pretty hurt thinking, great, even my own dog won't come out with me. I started up the road thinking she would come along behind, but she never did. And that's not her usual behaviour. She never passes up a chance to get out or go on a deer chase. I walked the road a few bends up and I stopped to catch my breath. I felt kind of odd. I can't explain it really. I just shook it off. It was, I thought maybe because I didn't have the dog with me. I walked a bit more up the lane and I just had this terrible feeling come over me and it came over me really quickly. I felt and knew that I wasn't alone. It's hard to describe, but I heard sounds and movement above me. You have to understand that this old road runs through a very steep wooded area and it was late at night and very dark. And as I was standing there frozen, I heard a very loud series of clicks. They were extremely loud, like nothing I've ever heard. It was like when a person makes clicks with their mouth. I can't explain it. There was a distinct pattern to it. I heard four loud clicks from above me, one after the other, like in a line. Then one sounded below me on the other side of the road going down into the valley. They were so close, so loud, the only way I can describe it was a very deep fear set in at that point. I felt completely surrounded and it was terrifying. I couldn't see anything in the dark, but I knew I had to get out of there. I felt like I'd interrupted something, like I'd walked into a situation and I was not welcome. I ran back down the road and got home as fast as I could. I told my partner and we locked all the doors. I know this patch of wood is a game trail. I can't walk anywhere without bumping into a deer. But what I heard was not a deer. 
I'll no longer walk at night, even if someone comes with me. The sense of threat has terrified me. I no longer feel like the woods are safe. I used to love those woods. I spoke to our witness on the phone at length, and she asked me if they would come to the house. Neither of us knew what they were, um, and she couldn't put a name to them, so we never came up with a name. She stressed that she had no idea what they were. That's just how she phrased it. And I explained that I felt that she'd maybe walked into a situation without realising, as her dog was clearly picking up on something that kept her back at the gate that night. We just don't know what made the clicking noise or why. Sadly now, she sold up and moved back to town. And the incident has robbed her of her freedom and the wild places she loves. I have to be honest, um, the area is very like Bempton. And I could just imagine the same situation. They were being stalked by something they could not really see. We only saw them when we got back and looked on the camera. Very similar setup, lots of woodlands um, and a cliffside. I understand completely how she feels about being robbed of her freedom. Before my incident, I was very confident in natural settings. I know my plants, the woods, the parks, streams, rivers, and my playground. I fished almost every river in England with my dad, and I visited the woodlands along the way. Yet after seeing my money, that all stopped for me. It took me over 30 years to get back out there and learn to love the woods again. Nature has been my greatest love and my hardest battle at times. I don't think our witness did anything wrong that night. I think it was a matter of circumstance. I noticed when this report happened that it was spring and there are some other reports close by where the witness describes a human, hairy, werewolf, dog-like, ape-like creature and it's usually seen during the spring season. So is this a yearly happening? Did our witness interrupt a hunt that night or a gathering of some kind? Could the clicks be a communication technique, a way of letting your fellow pack members know where you are? Or were they warning each other that a human had stumbled into their lair? I guess we'll never know what our witness walked into that night. But I think she should take some of the pressure off herself, as so many of us would have felt exactly the same fear she felt that night. In life, we have to choose our battles wisely and also choose what's right for us as an individual, whatever keeps us moving forward. Hopefully in time, she'll return to the woodland she loves so much. Now, within a mile or two along the same coastal road, we come to an area where reports of canine creatures have come in from locals. The Linton werewolf and the wolf-headed man in the 1900s, there was a rash of reports about these two things that came from the Linton area, and they came from locals who described seeing an upright wolf-like creature. A woman walking home after dark reported seeing a hair-covered creature, which she described as a grey man with a wolf's head, and it was apparently stalking a large rabbit. The creature vanished when disturbed by a stag that ran out from the nearby wooded area. Close by is Hangley Cleave. That's been the scene of two very strange reports. Seen in a local quarry by one man and on a nearby barrow by another was a figure described almost identically by both of the witnesses as a large, crouching, man-like form 
that was covered in dark matted hair with pale, flat eyes. The figure was obviously quite frightening to the witnesses. One man, who apparently later went on to become a renowned big game hunter in Africa, said, After his encounter with the creature, that absolutely that was the most terrifying thing that he'd ever seen. A man driving the lanes of Kent had an experience with what many of us would call a dogman or a werewolf type creature. His wife made the report on his behalf and kindly allowed me to share it with you all. This is titled, It Looked Like a Hairy Man-Wolf Being. She said, hi, I'm new to the site and seeing Deborah's videos, I've just recently brought a memory to hand from not that long ago. It was around 2016, I guess. My husband was leaving to go home after dropping me off at my sister's flat in Erything, Kent. When my husband was driving, he saw something that he can only describe as being like a hairy man, wolf-type being. The funny thing is, this was in broad daylight, and all over the street was empty as he drove past this strange-looking creature. It seemed that no one else saw it, or so he presumed. He explained that he was driving slowly down the road when this figure suddenly appeared across the road going in the opposite direction that my husband was taking. He described it as being up on two legs and it was walking in a strange way. It was slightly leaning backwards as he was moving forward and at first he thought he was seeing things. A car came out from the corner road and as he took his eyes off the strange being to look at the car, he looked back to see where it was and it had gone. From what I heard from one of the videos posted on YouTube, there's some speculation that their fur or hair is some kind of camouflage or that it reflects the light in some way. I think this would explain why he saw it, but nobody else did. It hid itself, using its own ability to do so. She said, my husband did ring me when he got home to tell me about what he'd seen. And I was amused because on the TV news that night, there were some sightings of a big cat or a lion that had escaped. Now, the place it had supposedly escaped from has gone. I can't remember where it was now. But I felt it a little bit odd that this was aired on the evening news at the same time. The story gets stranger, as while I was away with my sister on a short break on the southern coastline, we had further strange sightings and heard noises at night on the roofs of the hotel where we stayed. Now, this happened within a couple of days of my husband's sighting. Now, how could that be? when the sightings we had were much further away from where my sister lived. I have no explanation of how this could happen. It still remains a mystery to us. Furthermore, going back into the early 60s, I remember my father and brother who'd been out for the evening, probably to the local pub, and while walking back home together, they were chased by some huge dog. My father said it was a black dog, but nothing like he'd ever seen before because of its sheer size. They both made it home scared stiff. My father called it a devil dog. I was too young at the time to understand what that meant. There have been many sightings in that area over the years. And it's lots of woodlands and it's grassy. I just wanted to share that because there is definitely something out there that people are seeing. I mean, I would have to concur with the lady. And there is definitely something out there that people are seeing. And it seems to run in her family, her father, her brother and herself. In our next report, we hear a very rare description of a creature that has a human hair-covered body, but the head and face of a cat. 
Now, the report was taken by another paranormal investigator who passed it on to me and allowed me to share the details. And he said, this account was reported in the mid-90s when the investigator was visiting a haunting down at Folkestone in Kent. After chatting for a while, the owner came out with an experience that he couldn't explain. He said, here's something I can't understand. Maybe you can. Years ago, when I was a kid, in the early 50s probably, me and my sister were out playing in the woods near Eltham in South London. Um, all was well, and we were just playing happily, when he said that he felt frightened and a feeling of fear washed over him. Looking around, he saw two tall, over six feet, very skinny men that were naked. The two figures were white-skinned, and they had reddish-pink spirals painted on their bodies. But worse than that, their heads looked like the heads of cats. They were carrying long sticks and he watched as the pair separated and moved in a direction he thought that was to cut off our escape. He said, we legged it out of there. Sadly, apart from saying that there are some very crazy things going on, I couldn't tell him anything, the investigator said, to help him really, uh, to understand what had happened on those years ago. But I think that listening without criticising helped. I think listening without judgment is very important when speaking to a witness about any event, whatever they've experienced, regardless of whether that is a recent report or not. Most witnesses have the same doubts. They have the same thoughts and feelings many decades after the event. It can be a lifetime of questioning yourself, questioning the events, and sometimes even questioning your sanity. Some lucky folk can put the whole incident to bed and never visit again. Others, like me, will scour any and all information that can be found on the subject. Our next report came in from a witness and they said, I just want to send you some supernatural encounters that I've experienced that I forgot to mention to you before. The first account I had whilst I was travelling to Chumley, which is in the wilds of Devon, late one Friday evening in 2002. My friend and I were travelling to stay at my friend's parents' house um, and we were on the A377 Barnstable Road. It was about 11.30 at night and it was wet and stormy and I believe we just got out of Tiverton and were travelling up to Credition through the rolling Devonshire countryside. We were travelling up a narrow road when all of a sudden a black object shot out in front of the car at an inhuman speed. This thing scared the living daylights out of us and we weren't sure what it was, but I'll do my best to describe what I saw. It was a long black object and it could have either been a large black cat-like animal or a dog or possibly a cloaked figure of some kind. I'm sorry that I can't be more specific, but it was that fast. I didn't get a really good look at it. However, as it darted in front of the car, my friend said that it was travelling up the side of the car on the passenger side trying to get in. What I saw, in my opinion, was either a large and inhumanly fast black cat or dog. Or this might sound weird, it could have been a vampire type creature. And I say that because it could have had a cloak. However, I'm not sure about this. Well, I can tell you that this encounter scared the living daylights out of us and we didn't hang around. We got the hell out of there and we were on a remote country road in the dead of night. Another encounter with something strange happened in Chumley again in Devon. I was at my best friend's parents' house late one evening and I was sleeping in the guest room. 
to give a bit of context, my friend's parents live on a large farm and they live in a converted barn that is a few hundred years old. Apparently, it is said that witches were hung in the barn outbuildings about a hundred years ago. A young girl was said to hang herself in the room that I was sleeping in, or so I was told. So my encounter began whilst I was sleeping and just woken up in the middle of the night to find something nestling in the hollow of my back. I initially thought it must have been one of the cats as they had four. But on opening my eyes, I suddenly realised that the door was closed and there were no cats in the room. And that really freaked me out. So I very slowly turned my head to see what was nestling into the hollow of my back. And when all of a sudden, I saw a green outline of a figure behind me. It suddenly slid away before my eyes. This naturally scared the hell out of me as I had no idea what I saw. And I wondered if I was dreaming. Needless to say, I didn't sleep for the rest of the night and I never slept in that room again. Now the green figure could have just been my eyes adjusting as I awoke. But I swear blind, I saw the green figure of a small person that mysteriously melted or faded away before my eyes. Just north of Chumley, in a place called King's Nympton, there's a very strange report of a creature that is impossible to describe. And they call it the King's Nympton Man Bear. And the report happened in 1978. And it was a number of boys who were out exploring when they came across a large creature. They said it had green eyes, similar to those of a cat. But its body was like the body of a bear. But it stood upright, like an ape. A woman reported seeing a cat-like creature also in King's Nympton in 2019. She said, I had an experience with a black cat last year during the unseasonably hot weather. It was about a mile outside King's Nympton, about three o'clock in the afternoon. I was walking my Labrador. I've never really thought about it before. But after I spent weeks going through the internet hoping for more information, I still check now and again if there's any more sightings in the area. Our next report takes us across the ocean to a popular holiday destination for many Brits, the land of sun, sea, sand and sangria. Every year, thousands of folk fly home to the UK with tales of their adventures. But I wonder how many have experienced something like this. When time repeats itself. Our witness. Here's my account of a strange experience that happened back in the 90s when I was on holiday in Magaluf. Three of us lads had come off the beach and we went to get food. 6pm, we went to the pizza place. The fourth lad was still at the apartment when we were staying at. We had zero alcohol in our system. I never wore a watch and I'd always just guessed the time and I was usually pretty good at doing that. So we stayed at the pizza place for about an hour and we just had one beer. We sat outside on the corner of a pedestrian area that led to the beach. As we were sitting there, a woman caught my eye because she was dressed all in black and it was the height of summer. The woman turned at the side of us and headed to the beach. Fifteen minutes later, this exact sequence repeated itself and I thought that maybe she was lost. And then I noticed this happened again fifteen minutes later and again for the fourth time, which four fifteens makes an hour. I said to my mate, is it about 6.58? And he looked at his watch and giggled and said, no, it's 7.02, with a quip about me not needing a watch. We paid for our meal, and at that point we walked about 100 metres to a waiting taxi. The taxi clock said 8.03.
which was confusing because my friend had just said 7.02. But I put it down to the time difference. The journey took 10 minutes or so and the huge clock in our hotel said quarter to nine. I just asked Jason, the same lad with the watch, what time it was. And he said, quarter to nine. And he giggled nervously. And we just looked at each other and tried to work out what had happened. It should have been no later than 7.30. Even the lad back at the apartment said, where the hell have you been? So we all lost at least an hour of time. We went to bed and that night we all slept well. However, in the morning... All of us recalled the most horrific dreams. In my dream, I was running, but I was attached to a piece of elastic and I couldn't escape. I was then in a strange place with a small black and white TV. The person on the TV was Richard Burton, who was telling me my girlfriend had cheated on me three times. When I got home, I challenged her in a way to make a thing I already knew. And she confessed to cheating three times. The other lads' dreams were equally as bizarre and somewhat disturbing. Another report of repeating time came in quite recently and it was reported by a couple out walking in a country park on March 2021. Um, the place is called Knowles Bridge and the witness said, we have just this minute returned from our usual walk around the Countess Country Park. We've experienced something we simply cannot explain rationally. We were approaching the old Knoll Bridge and we passed two girls strolling along chatting. I took a good look at them as we passed by. We then took a swift right up a short path and down under the bridge to join the canal. There was a young couple down there and they were acting strangely on their mobile phones and as we motioned to pass them on the narrow path, they were strange. We, walked, we carried on walking down the long canal path, passing various people along the way. I looked up. And I noticed in the distance, the same two girls wandering along chatting. My partner also commented, as we were stunned that they could have passed us. There is no conceivable way or route that could have taken them to get to that point. We have scratched our heads trying to work out how we could have lost five or ten minutes of time like this. We've discussed various possible scenarios, but nothing comes close. This is exactly the same area where I heard a growl that I reported to you and there was a dogman sighting near that very same bridge. My partners also pointed out that there was something very strange indeed about the couple who seemed so out of place among the dog walkers and the families in a general area. You will have heard me tell a tale of a chap in Yorkshire who, when confronted by a terrifying creature, tipped his hat and said, I'll read. Now, this report is a prime example that we never really know how we will react in a situation. The chap in Yorkshire was walking his dog in the Boston Spa area it's along the farm fields when he saw a sight he couldn't explain. He went on to say, standing there looking at us was this thing. I can see it clearly and it can see us. And at this point, I'm in complete shock at what I'm seeing. I kept thinking, it can't be real. I honestly don't think my brain could process what I was seeing because standing there in the field track was a huge creature of some kind. It was massively built. It was about five feet wide across the shoulders and about eight feet tall. I couldn't make out any facial features as the face was in shadow, but I could make out that it was covered in hair. It was standing about 30 metres away from me, 
so I could see it clearly, but I couldn't make out any features, even from that distance. It made no sound. I never smelt or heard anything. To my disbelief, at that moment, the dog ran straight towards it, barking. Had he completely forgotten about me? And that's the first for my dog. Usually, we'd put my needs first, and maybe that's what he was doing. I don't know. This whole incident had lasted only seconds, and I'm just standing there, paralysed, trying to process what I'd just seen. The dog turned and ran up for home, and I turned and walked out of the area. I was terrified it'd follow me, but thankfully it didn't. In the same area, we do have a few reports from people who have experienced a number of fear or that feeling of being watched events in the woodlands around Boston Spa and the Bramham area. A number of geocaches have been shadowed out of the woods. And there is also our next report, which was made not so long ago. And this was the Boston Spa bear. And the witness said, I've been telling my mates at work about BBR and what you do for a while now. Some have shown little interest, while others have been really interested and have asked me questions about what we do and the cases that come in. I was telling them the story that happened in Boston Spa when the mon man's dog charged at an eight-foot-tall creature. And one of my colleagues, Mark, told me the following story about an experience he'd had in Boston Spa. About 20 years ago, Mark lived in Weatherby, and he had a friend who was into camping. This friend and three others decided to go wild camping overnight on the site of the old railway line that's used to run from Weatherby to Leeds. The land goes through Thorpe Arch and Tadcaster. It's now a cycle route and a pathway that runs to nearby woodland. I think it's called Hallwood. And as soon as they arrived, the lads set up, built a fire, did the usual camp stuff. It was summer and the nights were still and they had the campfire lit. So the area was quite well lit up. One of them noticed a huge figure trying to get over the barbed wire fence and he shouted to the others to look and they saw it. And they described the creature they saw as huge and hairy, but they didn't know what it was. They thought it might have been some sort of escape bear from a zoo or a circus. They said it was really big and it was stocky and covered in hair. All four of them saw it and they panicked and they fled. They went running home. They didn't stop until they got into the safety of the house. They left the fire and their tents and the equipment and ran. Our next report is two reports from Amy. A UFO moving in formation and the ghost of playful George. Now, our witness, Amy, was a girl that I met when I did a conference at Hull a number of years ago. And she said, my mum and I were in our back garden at home and we looked up and we saw a fleet of about 40 or more stars that were travelling behind each other in a straight line. They went over our roof and other people in my area also saw them. These things sped up and they joined into two when they passed over the roof and the final star followed after the rest had passed over the house and it then proceeded to zoom over to the right and went out of sight. I called a friend and told her to look up any articles online and the article she found about the lights got deleted as she was reading it. It was not anything natural and it was not the space station. These lights changed speed and they joined together at one point. The pattern was too erratic and these things sped up and they raced each other and the final one zoomed away from the rest of them. I won't ever forget this and I hope that my experience is useful to you. Well, this week Amy got in touch with me again and she said, It's been a while since I sent my last report in Deb. 
which was the UFO sighting I saw with my mum in April of 2020. Last night was Walpurgisnacht, a celebration for witches in German folklore, and also a time when the veil gets thin. There's also been a black moon, coincided with an eclipse. So I think these two details greatly contribute to the event itself. Last night, my mother's work group chat received this image from a boss, and it was caught on surveillance when the shop was closed. We believe it's the resident ghost George, who is harmless and said to be playful. He moves objects and people feel a presence behind them when they're alone and the occasional unexplained noise is heard in the shop. The shop itself dates back to the Victorian era and perhaps beyond that. I've given you the unedited image as I've received it, Deb, and that comes from Amy D in Hull. Thank you, Amy. Earlier this week, myself and Mark set out to see the wolf moon. We went up to Angles Art Lookout Point, which is one of the highest spots in the West Pennines. The sun set that night was spectacular. And those are the images that you've been seeing as I've been speaking. The sky was lit with hues of orange and pink. Vibrant reds flooded the clouds in the strangest light. And then we watched the mist roll in from the coast and come up and completely envelop us. And we just sat there in the clouds. And it moved. We were there for about an hour and the mist went. And as we watched, a shooting star sailed down from above. After sunset, we saw the wolf moon and it was awesome. It was very low in the sky and it's probably the biggest moon that I have ever seen. It was my favourite colour, which is persimmon, that colour between red and orange that reminds you of cold nights and hot drinks. It was a magical night indeed. Earlier, we touched on the subject of seeing something that puts you off nature for many years. Yet that's not the case for everyone. It can have the opposite effect on some people. They will immerse themselves in nature whenever they can. And our next report is a good example of this. And this is Shane's report. Um, you will, many of you from BBR know Shane. And he said, when I was 14 years old, I was playing out in the woods close to home, a place we went to all the time doing just boy stuff. We did this a lot. We spent hours out there. And on that day, I'd gone with my brother and a friend. We were messing about as usual for a while and we decided we'd make a rope swing. It didn't take long to make the swing and we started playing on it. And I should say we were in Cat Woods in Sheffield. I've always called it this, but it doesn't show up on maps under any name. It must just be a local name, I think. Shane said, we're swinging and making a racket. But over the top of that racket, we could hear something and it was coming close to where we were. And at this point, we couldn't see it. We could just hear it. And it was howling. And whatever was howling was getting closer to us. We looked around everywhere to try and see what it was. And then we looked up at the tree where the rope swing was, but much further up. And we saw something there that was black and grey, and it stood on two feet on the branches. We also saw a smaller one across from us that was the size of a small child. We ran so fast out of there. We went back a day later to get the rope swing, but it was ripped apart and in pieces and covered in black and grey hair. We never went back there again. That day's never left me and I've spent the years in between collecting accounts from other people in the area and going as far back in newspaper articles. I've looked in all around forums and anywhere I could think of, to be honest, just to try and work out what I saw that day. Shane said if he had to explain it now, 
knowing what he knows, he would describe them as Bigfoot creatures. They were hair-covered, and they looked ape-like, but also like a man and a monkey at the same time. He said, I've searched the area too. I found sewer pipes and tunnels, and I found an account of dark walking figures and a person who reported owls. He said this morning when I was on my way through a small wooded area close by, he found part of what he thinks is an inner city corridor. He said, I found a footprint. It looked so much clearer in the sunlight. It was clearly old. There were wild animals out there. And at one point, I was chased on my bike by a green-eyed cat that kept up speed with the bike, he said. I've camped in many of the sighting account areas here and even where the legendary Hope Valley Werewolf was seen. He said, I intend to keep camping until I work out what I saw that day as a kid. A very short walk past some allotments. There's another report from a child, now grown, who had an unforgettable experience playing in the woods. He called it the Ivy Den creature, and it happened in the 1980s. And he said, I'd like to report something that happened many years ago when I was younger. I was about nine or ten. We used to play in the old Hackenthorpe woods and we'd make dens and swings and stuff out there. We'd just play all day long. One day in the holidays, we were in what we call the Ivy Den. It's in Hackenthorpe, Sheffield. I'm sitting on a tree higher up than the swing and we're over a stream. I'm just sitting there watching everybody. When suddenly, my friends got up and ran across the stream, up the bank and off as fast as they could go without saying a word to me. I'm just sitting hanging on the branch, not knowing why they've run or whether I should just sit there or wait or whether I should run. I looked down the stream to see what could have spooked them or a reason for why they would run. And I saw a figure, six to seven foot dark figure with the brightest red eyes. And it was running up the side of the stream, about 20 feet away, coming in my direction fast. And then this thing jumped across the stream with ease, which was too wide for anything normal to jump. And it was heading straight towards me. I dropped off the swing as fast as I could and I legged it, running hard. And then I fell, trying to get up the banking. And as I see to turn to see where it was, it was just stood at the other side of the stream, staring straight at me. And I just set off shouting, help. When my friend heard me yelling, thankfully he came back and he got me and he helped me to get out. Uh, but the other lad was off home without me. During the one to two minutes this was happening, it never made a sound. There was no thumping of running feet or no sound of a thud or a thump when it jumped and landed. This was my second sighting of this thing. And I can't talk about that second encounter yet. I've also seen a dark figure quite a few times since at work and when I've been out driving. On one occasion, it was up the side of the bank to the side of the car, using the bush and the shrubs to hide in. A very short walk away from both of these accounts. There's another report that you might find of interest, and they call this the Roth Valley Bear Dog. And the witness to this said, I was driving from Beaton to Killamarsh and the back road to Rother Valley last night, 29th of the 11th, 2008, when I saw what looked like a black bear at the side of the road. As I've driven past this thing, I thought, what's that? I looked closer and I thought, oh, it's a bear. But it was a split second later when it dawned on me at what I'd seen. And I'm thinking, it's a bear. The next moment, and I'm telling myself, it's got to be a really big dog. 
and I'm looking at my rearview mirror, my ring mirrors for a person who would be out walking that dog, but I didn't see anyone. It was really dark out, and this bare dog was on the other side of the road from me, next to some shrubbery. I only got a fleeting glance, but it did seem to be very thick set at the top end of its body, like what you'd expect a bear to be. And I'm guessing it must have been a big black dog, because I can't think what else it could have been. The possibilities of what these things are are endless. For example, we could be dealing with an entity like a jinn. You can change shape and appearance at will. Or it may be that there are many unknown beings walking beside us that we only see for a glinting moment in time. We could be seeing a snapshot into another dimension or a glimpse behind the veil. I'll probably spend the rest of my days looking out for the answers for that. Luckily, it's what I love to do. Like yourselves, I'm trying to stay as open-minded as possible in my search for answers to my own personal mystery. And along the way, if I can help you, possibly solve yours too, well, that's a win-win. Next week, I'll be back with some reports from the US and Canada at our usual slot at 8pm GMT on a Saturday. You can catch me on your favourite podcast on a Friday evening at 8pm as well on your podcast provider. I'll pop over to my YouTube channel. So, until next week, have a wonderful week. Look out for some bears in the woods. Good night, everyone.